Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Onto the warning track, at the wall, looking up, and it is gone! This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Did you know that Lindsay Lohan is dating MBS? Leader of Saudi Arabia? These are the sorts of things I have trouble wrapping my head around to start any day. I got... I'm rendered speechless. <laughs> Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody. Brand new day. Hump day. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Forget impeachment. Forget fires. Game seven, baby. World Series Game Seven. Still, come on, America. If your still, power's out, come over to my place. <laughs> And still without a team winning a home game, which is interesting. Unprecedented. So if they moved it to a neutral field, would it just be the first ever baseball tie? They would just run out of players? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Everybody would quit from fatigue. The the home team has never lost the first six games in World Series history, in NBA Finals history, in the NHL. The home team has never lost the first three games of any seven-game NFL series because they don't play them. I think they should do seven-game NFL series. That'd be pretty interesting to watch. Talk about running out of players. That fifth game would be something. Yeah, you'd have, like, college guys and people coming out of the stands. <laughs> Too many injuries. Um, I got to admit, I was watching the game. There were uh, two uh, hot young ladies over to the left. I was watching behind home plate wondering, uh, are you doing the same thing as those other Instagram <laughs> oh, models? Oh, You're going to try to become uh, famous? Yeah, that's, that's outrageous. Because if you can become a, a name on Instagram, you can make decent coin pretty fast, right? Like, there's never been a time, I've said this many times about the, the, the whole internet thing, there's never been a time where you could get so rich so fast. Ever. Yeah, I mean, it would know. take It would take time back in the past. Even for like a get-rich-quick scheme, it took time. You can now become famous and make a bunch of money or come up with an app idea and become a gazillionaire in a short amount of time. If you're either industrious or smart or have nice boobs or whatever your particular thing is. Or have industrious boobs. <laughs> you too, get to work. It's a gold mine out there. You just have to have the right idea or the right look or something. I don't have any ideas. <laughs> your kid uh your kid reviewing toys or you know, your wacky fantasy football website. You can do that from your home. Very exciting. I don't do any of these things. I don't try any of these But in theory, in this theory, is a great time. <laughs> uh, another wrinkle in impeachment. I suppose Marshall will have that in his news as we uh, march along down that road. And I'll tell you what, when, when, when you all finally start doing it for real, I'll, uh, I'll really sink my teeth into it, I promise. But probably not until then. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I really enjoyed the uh, World Series game last night, but um, I think it would have been really funny if a big fat guy had flashed himself. Ah, that would have been a good one. Just been right in the same yes. section. And so. an interesting legal test of gender-specific right. laws and regulations Would he well. have been shot? A test case. Kicked out and probably not, because you can paint... You know, you and some other fat guys could all paint uh, Astros on your chest, bare-chested. That's a common thing. Yes. And yes. you get to stay. 
I was the apostrophe once in one of those scenarios. Were you? Yeah. Interesting uh, duty there. Important. Yeah. Underrated. And you uh, were shirtless? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it... it it was, uh, I believe the game went into extra innings, and it got cold. <laughs> what if you had two larger men behind home plate, one of whom turned around, stood up, dropped his pants, ass, and then another guy holds up a Stroh's can, Stroh's beer, the old Midwestern brand of beer. I like ass it. Stroh's, ass Stroh's. Would he be kicked out for that? Just asking. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well, but the world is slightly less funny today as a uh, a Comedic legend uh, John Witherspoon has passed away. Uh, best uh, known for me from the movie Fridays. I have uh, grabbed a scene from this. He has had much funnier scenes, but very few, if any of those, are friendly for radio air. So I will play this one instead. Listen to me. I want you to get your ass up today. Go out and look for a job. The word today is job. J-O-B. You hear me? Yeah. He played the father figure in that very kind of tough, lovey sort of way in many of his roles, and he was delightful and made me laugh constantly. And that is a good, uh, that's a good rule of thumb right there for anybody who doesn't have one. The word for the day is job. J O B. Let's go out and get one. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, as you pointed out, World Series goes to Game Seven because. I turned my back on the Washington <laughs> Nationals, and they won. But you just turned back toward them. Uh-oh. That's a turning back right there. No, no, no. When I was, when I was uh, publicly a fanboy for the Nats, they lose three in a row, and I was accused of being a cooler. So once again, very publicly, no love for the Nash. No did love you, for the Nash. Did you put uh, money on the game last night? Not last night. No. Okay, but tonight you will, game seven. No. He has money on the conclusion of the series. Gotcha. Who no. wins the series? There you go. Well, there you go. Gotcha. That's good. an investment. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't not watch a game seven. That's exciting stuff. I'm Jack exactly. Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, October 30th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin hitting it over the wall officially, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself. Because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> yeah. Obama! Wait Obama a second. mocking the woke crowd. boy, Barry. Was that Barack Obama? Indeed. Wow. I want to hear more of that. Yeah. He, he couldn't get the nomination today with his policies. No, you no. He's think, way too far right. <laughs> you wouldn't think things would change that fast. In that period of time, he well, he, he would be Joe Biden esque, so you know, it, it, it's it's possible. And I need to realize, as an old man, it's twelve years. So twelve years is twelve years. Yeah, that's true. A great deal of time has gone by. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, is America ready for a black former president? We'll take your calls. I mean, it's the same as the distance between sixty-eight and eighty. You know, politics were different in 68 than they were in 1980, and things, you know, things change in 12 years. They no do. doubt about it. They do, for uh, the worse. Editorializing. <laughs> <laughs> not, not all change is progress. <laughs> Those, uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, fierce winds, big fires, and power outages. Welcome to California. House gearing up for an impeachment inquiry vote, and the NCAA. Whatever that is. And the NCAA clearing the way for college athletes to endorse. Coming up. How is that going to work? Um, and how's mailbag look? 
Oh, it's it's fine. It's good. A little humor, a little uh, defiance, a little of this, a little of that. A little of this, a little of that. And the Wall Street Journal had a, a headline today, Deaths from Heart Failure Are Surging. And they're, uh, they got a number of reasons why. That's the number one cause of death. That's bigger than cancer. It's bigger than... It's the from thing heart after. failure? Well... Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, why? Why is this surging? So I don't know. This is something to avoid, right? Your heart's stopping? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's news you can use. Hashtag heartbeat continues. <laughs> yes. That's a really good hashtag, Joe. Yes. <laughs> don't stop, comma, heart. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The former chief medical examiner for New York City said yesterday that Jeffrey Epstein's death was a homicide. Huh? <laughs> Not the sure. Thought Plickens. Not sure. Well, okay. All right. I hate to let the facts get in the way mm. of a good story. Mm-mm. No way. I'll, I'll stay silent. Mailbag! Alright, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Dave Chappelle, allegedly. He's paraphrasing something many people have said. The First Amendment is the first for a reason. The Second Amendment is just in case the first one doesn't work out. Hey, now. And uh, there is a, a story that I was alerted to by Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, indirectly through the Twitter machine in which the former editor of Time magazine has written a uh, an editorial in the Washington Post in which he comes out against free speech. Hmm. The former editor of Time magazine saying, "Yeah, the whole free speech thing, we ought to compromise on it and limit it." I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear that. Unfriggin' believable. We should read from that later. This is uh, entirely a visual, but it's uh, a dog sent this along an LOL pic and it made me guffaw. It is uh, the the state flag of California, which maybe you can picture. It is a grizzly bear walking across a, uh, a little piece of land. There's a star, and it says California Republic, but it has been perfectly altered that the bear is on three legs now, and his fourth leg is holding a flashlight, which is lighting his way. I realize, again, Because there ain't no electricity. <laughs> I realize it is entirely a visual, but it made me guffaw. Perhaps we can post that at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll find a way. Uh, moving along. How would a bear get a flashlight? <laughs> it's Yeah, I know. It ate the owner and took it. Talking about the facts getting in the way of a good story. <laughs> so the bear's going to get a flashlight. It's going to pay cash for it at like a store, then somehow screw the lid off and put batteries in it. I just find this hard to but believe. Often they come with batteries. Now, the, whole, the thumbs to turn it the on. Gripping yeah. it is more a fundamental problem, honestly. <laughs> I think Sean's right. Let's see, speaking of the power blackouts in the most populous state in the Union, uh, Mary, with a fabulous Halloween costume idea, in honor of our current blackout, I've decided to dress as a PG&E executive for Halloween this year. I'll wear business attire, find one of the few lucky neighborhoods still blessed with electricity. I'll just walk into people's homes and turn out the lights. What could go wrong? (laughs) Keep on enjoying our blacked-out utopia. That's Mary. I saw there's a shortage of black turtleneck sweaters. 
because the Elizabeth Holmes outfit is so hot. And it I, is? I can see yes, how if I you're... Buy, I buy them in bulk. So you bought all of them? Uh, a large majority, yes. <laughs> I've got many investors uh, funneling my, my fashion sense. But for a, for a lot of women, Halloween's an opportunity to dress in an attractive manner, particularly if you're single. And yep. that's a great outfit to be sure. I'm in a costume, but hey, I look odd. I'm in a tight black turtleneck sweater. Right. Do you want to pet my dog? <laughs> I, uh, at least you're calling it a dog now. Oh, dang it. I messed up the bit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pet my wolf? Take two. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take two. Elizabeth, is there any sort of test that one could take to determine whether one should wear an Elizabeth Holmes outfit. Absolutely. With uh, I just need to finger stick each of you. With a single <laughs> drop of blood, I can identify the best See, Halloween costume I, for any of you. I don't think that's true at all. Give me your finger, Joe. No. No, no, no. Down, on. down boy. That's, that's not your dog. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anthony says uh, sends along proof California's the third world country, and it's a, a bunch of photos of empty shelves in his local uh, grocery store. Um, yeah, it looks very much like the Soviet Union. That's great. How's your utopia coming along? Uh, moving along, William points out, uh, we were talking about, uh, actually, we were teasing to today, we're going to talk about a poll that uh, shows how many millennials and, and younger voters are comfortable with voting for a socialist or even a communist. As Jack often points out, I think part of the problem is defining terms. Um, but uh, William points out that the P- Pennsylvania legislature passed a law putting aside a day remembering the people who died as a result of communism. Hmm. Um, I, I, that's a really good idea. People, uh, well, history, p- people, uh, history disappears if you don't study it. It's quite a large number, isn't it? Oh, yeah. A hundred million, probably, in, in the 20th century? Yeah, easily. Yeah, hundred million people? Yeah, the, the Nazis, uh, for all of their horrors and sins, didn't even approach the horrors of communism. Just different sorts, certainly, in, but in terms of the number of people. I think it was the great American philosopher, Dr. Laura, who once pointed out that in a tragedy, for instance, ten people didn't die, one person died, and that happened ten times. Each one of those people was fully an individual with families and loved ones and responsibilities and dreams and the rest of it, and you can't reduce it to a number. But moving along, uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, that's not terribly interesting. Oh, this is um, this is also kind of a freedom-loving quote of the day, and it was sent along uh, by Tim Sandifer. Uh, actually, Christopher Hitchens, and it's a, in response to that Washington Post editorial, which we will get to. Um, the great Christopher Hitchens, the great contrary, frequently vexing but brilliant Christopher Hitchens said, my own, my own opinion is enough for me, and I claim the right to have it defended against any consensus, any majority, anywhere, any place, any time, and anyone who disagrees with this can pick a number, get online, and kiss my ass. <laughs> the great philosopher. Christopher Hitchens. You know, we also got a ton of response to the whole, should you tell a loved one that they're overweight? Right. Or, uh, and and even in the most sensitive and diplomatic way. With the, um, uh, the, the underpinning being that uh, there are so many health concerns out there that are becoming a real problem because uh, we're all overweight. So it's uh, one, it's it's bad for you as an individual. Two, our our healthcare system is uh, is struggling to cope with the costs. Right. And so, sh- should you tell people, hey, you know, uh, I think the consensus is no. <laughs> uh, your point being, everybody knows already. 
Right. We did have a guy yesterday who asked his wife, so I just want to know, have you given up? And he said that didn't go over. Oh, boy. Asking his wife if she'd given up. So we we received a rather (laughs) long and thoughtful uh, note from Tom here who makes some quite good points and some I don't think are, are as good, but he recommends a wonderful documentary out called Fat, a Documentary. He uh, mentions as a point of reference, the actor Jerry O'Connell played Vern, the fat kid from Stand By Me. Mm. And by the standards of the 80s, when the movie was made, or, or the 50s when it was set, he was fat. Now he'd probably be below average in body weight. Right, yeah, I can picture that. This actually. many years later. Documentary goes into details on how sugar replaced fat in the American diet. How it was government good intention policies, or bribed policies, and uh, how harmful that decision's been for America. Then he also points out, and we brought this up many times, and I'm surprised it didn't come up yesterday. Maybe it did. Um, If I'm paying for your medical care as a taxpayer in our socialized medical system, why don't I get to say... um, uh, say you need to do those things that would maximize the the value of my taxes. Mm-hmm. Why don't I have a say in your health if I am paying for your health? Which is a perfectly legitimate question. Yeah, we should delve into that more later. It's pretty good. Uh, Marshall's got the latest news, and we'll we'll touch on the big stories of the day. A little on impeachment, a little of this, a little of that, and figure out where we are as a country careening towards something. I have a feeling. And game Stumbling seven, toward it, at least. And Game 7 of the World Series tonight, which is exciting. Armstrong and Getty. Tomorrow is Halloween. My kids are quite excited. Wore their costumes most of the weekend. Yes, getting ready. In the way that you do when you're a kid. <laughs> uh, you know, you get a costume together, an ID, and everything like that. What, are you going to wear it for in a couple hours? No, no, no. Can't wear it to school, though. Well, you can wear it. It's a costume day at school, but no masks. Uh-huh. Nothing scary. Right. No makeup of any kind. No cultural appropriation. No accessories of any kind, which pretty much eliminates any costume a fourth grader, particularly a fourth grade boy, would have any interest in. Anything right. that'd be scary or a mask. You can go as a businessman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. But other than that, feel free to wear your costume to school. I'm going as <clears throat> a slightly different kid than I am. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, Californians still in the dark as the winds keep driving the biggest wildfires in the state, which much of California under red flag high fire danger warnings. Northern California's Kincaid fire burning more than 75,000 acres, destroying or damaging more than 200 buildings, 180,000 people evacuated. Getty Fire in L.A. has scorched more than 650 acres. It is also threatening 7,000 homes. And uh, emailers stopped suggesting it was named the Getty Fire because I, Joe Getty, said it. I did not. I am innocent. Stop it. All of this going on as hundreds of thousands of PG&E customers are again without power. The latest round of the planned power outages hitting portions of 27 counties. The state's governor, Gavin Newsom. 27 counties? There are people potentially up to 300,000 customers uh, that may continue to see their lights out, which means roughly a full week with their lights out, which is simply unacceptable. So that's a million people. Yeah. A million people without electricity for a week. Yeah. Which means they probably didn't have school for their kids if they have kids for a week. That's the bare minimum impact. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 Did you see old Jerry Brown, the former corrupt governor of California, saying... It's it's climate change, and Washington needs to do something about it. 
It's it's climate change. Oh, no, it's not your eight years as governor in which the forests and the electrical grid and everything was wildly mismanaged. And PG&E was allowed to let it happen and take big profits as they bribed you and the other politicians. Had nothing to do with that, Jerry. Okay. You know what? Go to hell. 16 years as governor. Well, well, yeah, all told. And, you know, probably uh, some of it started back then. As expected, the House Democrats have released the text of a resolution involving the next steps in the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. They'll begin the formal process today that could lead to the impeachment. The House Rules Committee meets this afternoon to determine the scope of the current impeachment inquiry. The full House is expected to vote on the inquiry Thursday. It's probably worth mentioning or reminding you that there's no such thing as an impeachment inquiry. It's a made-up term. It's impeachment light, so they can keep saying the word impeachment all the time. The Kenneth Starr report was not the right. Kenneth Starr impeachment report. The hearings, uh, the Watergate hearings, were known as the Watergate hearings, not the impeachment hearings. Right. There is no impeachment until there are articles of impeachment. New poll out shows Americans evenly split on whether President Trump should be impeached and removed from office, but Trump's base is unshaken. The USA Today Suffolk uh, University poll coming as the House impeachment inquiry continues. Right now, 30 to 40 percent of people surveyed remain solidly on Trump's side. That, the pollsters say, is a significant asset for the president. But so evenly split on whether or not he should be impeached and removed. Right. Um, Boy, I I just don't think that you can remove a president if you got half the country who's okay with keeping him. Yeah, you got 46% in favor of impeachment, 47% against. Especially if you have an election coming up in a year. NCAA starting to uh, starting the process rather to allow college athletes to make money off their names, images, and likenesses. The group's governing board voted to direct its three divisions to consider bylaw changes. So they're slowly moving towards having the college athletes getting paid, at least in one way or another. You know, I'm I'm pissed off this didn't happen when I was in college because as a mediocre intramural athlete, I could have seen. You know, really, you know, doing some endorsements and things like that. Right. Hi, I'm Joe Getty for Local College Bar. When I get done playing intramural football, boy, I'm thirsty, and I like to get drunk. And I do it at Cam's Bar. Come on down to Cam's. <laughs> you know, a little walking around money. I wonder what the unintended consequences will be for college sports, though, in a good way as a college fan, in that, you know, uh, if you're a great basketball player, you could make the decision that there's more money to be made as the biggest star of a giant college program than if you're the first pick for some bad team and you spend the next five years of your life in obscurity. I wonder if it's the right program. Yeah, I I guess I can picture that. Although, if you're the giant star, uh, the money you make from the NFL, for instance, would probably be a lot. Yeah, what this most likely does is players who are probably in the second half of the first round to be drafted in the NBA range now staying in college, making some money and perhaps improving their stock position or just making more than they would on that because you don't get guaranteed contracts unless you're a first round draft pick. So anybody who's not guaranteed to be that first round mm. draft pick isn't going to get NBA money uh, theoretically anyways. Right. So it right. makes sense for them to now 
give college a couple years, maybe improve their draft stock, bank some money while they're at the universities because the LeBrons and et cetera aren't going to those colleges. Right. They won't be getting the endorsement. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see this play yeah. out. And as usual, there's like a handful of people that reach that level in college of you know national phenomenon crazy money. Uh, the vast majority of people are going to be... Hardly anything. But if a local I, Ford dealer, maybe. If I wasn't a an underachiever and b already <laughs> kind of busy with this scam, um, I would specialize in. And anybody who does this, at least when you get rich, buy me a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would make my specialty uh, signing up, say, the Michigan hockey team or several of the gals on the uh, whatever the Alabama water polo team or something like that. And, and have them do an image of like hardworking and and gutsy and and then tie them to a local uh, chainsaw dealer or stuff like that. Low level, few thousand dollar deals, but lots and lots of them. I Not think the, that's going to be a majority yeah. of yeah. what yeah. happens, and that's that's cool. Not and the it, big Nike eighty million dollar deals. There's also going to be some interesting threading the needle that the NCAA has to do with this because if it turns into a thing where these players are getting income and it makes these players employees. That tr- that transitions the NCAA into an entirely different thing regarding taxes. Oh yeah, regarding oh, yeah. Uh, players being able to transfer from one college to another. Right now, they have to sit out a year if they want to. But if yeah. you're if you're employed, but by I'm not this sure thing, that's if if some ad agency is paying you because the university wouldn't be paying you, would they? Well, uh, we'll, we'll work all this yeah, stuff it's out. A, it's yeah, it's a it's something they need to be aware of. Right. right? Yeah. Anyway, that's a wrap. A little, little legal advice from Sean here. You're welcome. <laughs> slash tax advice. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Well, I'm just hoping the net result is you get some of the players sticking around longer. That's what. Uh, that's all I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody would win if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, one text I wanted to hit you with. Um, and I forgot what it was, so I'll find this one. Now, coming up, the man convicted of burglarizing Wayne Newton's home has been sentenced. <laughs> Why is that on our list? <laughs> what the? Seriously? Um, <laughs> i got to pay this off just because I mentioned it earlier. Lindsay Lohan. Hey, honey! <laughs> honey! You got any idea whether a guy who's convicted of burglarizing Wayne Newton's home has been con- uh, sentenced yet? I don't know! <laughs> no idea! Okay. Conversation happening in homes all over America. <laughs> train wreck child star turned train wreck adult Lindsay Lohan is having a relationship with the uh, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS. Uh, he flies her around in private planes, showers her with presents, and gives her credit cards to spend. They're a thing, apparently. <sighs> Lindsay Lohan. Don't get your watch out for the bone saw. If the relationship goes <laughs> yeah. south, if you start getting a feeling he might be breaking uh, up with you, head for the hills. <laughs> Yikes. If, he, if he brings out the BS, yeah, I get out. I get out of the room. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So here's my take on the whole impeachment thing. Joe can disagree or agree. Um, oh, good. Thanks. Uh, well, I just want to make it clear I'm not speaking for the show. <laughs> Fair enough. Or trying to speak for the show. Um, and I actually I was watching Tucker Carlson last night, and he said a similar thing. Because he said, we're not covering it that much. I'm going to wait and see what happens. I, it's a quite, kind of the way I feel like. 
I want to get like a little further down the road of having an idea of what's real and what's not real before I get all wound up about anything. Right, yeah. Well, and my point of view, I think I expressed in the last segment or whenever it was, that this is so far not impeachment. It's just hearings about stuff that might not be cool. But it's been labeled an impeachment inquiry to get the feverish coverage that an impeachment would yield. And it is, at this point, just digging up political dirt against the Trump administration. Now, maybe you think it's serious dirt. Maybe you think Trump's a bad guy. Maybe you think he ought to be out of office. But this is an impeachment in name only to get more publicity. Which might be a good strategy, politically speaking. Right. Right, but it it would be it's at this point it's very much like calling every doctor's appointment cancer treatment when it's not clear at all that there's any cancer to be treated, but it makes it much more exciting. I'm kind of interested in this whole. My kids are um, uh, uh, seven and nine, so we're we're not there yet. But I uh, I know people personally like that. Uh, their college kids are on their phone plan, and are uh, you know far off at a college, but they can look at their phone every day and say, oh, they got out of class. They must be going over to the student union, watching what they're... Oh, yeah. I've heard of that and stuff. I sure as heck never used it. Um, so that's that's something that happens. I mean, that would have been unimaginable to me as a college student that my... Uh, I don't think they were ever even thinking about it, but th- that they were thinking about it and keeping track. Oh, he must... Uh, well, it doesn't seem to be at class. So you've got my schedule? You know what classes? I'm? My parents didn't know my schedule. But you you have my schedule and know what classes I'm supposed to be at and then, like, or seeing what time I got out. And, I don't know. Inter- interesting. Do whatever you think that's, is best. That's, that's one way to describe it. Um, but then I was looking at this for a slightly younger age. School apps track students from the classroom to the bathroom, and parents are struggling to keep up. I'll read this from the Washington Post. When Christian Chase wants to take a bathroom break at his high school, he can't just raise his hand. Instead, the 17-year-old senior makes a special request on his school-issued Chromebook computer. A teacher approves it, pending any red flags in the system, such as another student he should avoid out in the hall at the same time. What? Then logs him back in on his return. If he were out of class more than a set amount of time, the application would summon an administrator to check on him. <laughs> so, what I'm the a, hell I'm are a, we doing to our society? I'm of the age of when you raise your hand to go to the bathroom, and then they would give you some sort of pass. And uh, when I was in high school, anyway, and you'd walk with this pass, so other teachers would see you walking around and know you hadn't, you were, you were not just wandering. Right? right. What they call that? There was a name for that. All pass. No, when you were just wandering the halls, there was a the, the, oh, being least, a teenager <laughs> wandering the halls. <laughs> no, there was a there was a, there was a particular term in my high school. I don't you're, know if it was universal. Uh, you're you're uh, abroad without permission, cruising the halls or something like yeah, that, yeah. Frauding anyway. an innkeeper. Which I, which every once in a while I would get to do, always under the guise Off the reservation, always under the guise of going to the bathroom, but just right. you know walking around peeking in windows. You know, sure. like, I just felt like so naughty, just moseying. But mm. um, I never abused going to the bathroom for whatever reason. I'm a, I'm a rules follower, and I just. I didn't. I only raised my hand. If I had to go to the bathroom, I went to the bathroom and back pretty much it. But the, there were kids, as you all know, who would uh, twice per class say they needed to go to the bathroom. And at some point, the teacher would say, no, you're not going to the bathroom. Right. You've been twice already. Right. Um, but- and if they're an activist, they let it go in their pants to make a point. <laughs> But this whole idea of logging into your Chromebook and applying and then waiting for it to be approved, and then wow. they've got some sort of cross-referencing to wow. see if one of your enemies, uh, you know, gets out of uh, whatever class they're in, 
They're in history class over there. Wait a second. No, no. Jimmy's out at the same time. Those two can't be in the out on the hallway at the same time. So do so they hire to later? Do they hire retired air traffic controllers to sit in some sort of uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the the tower, the control tower, and uh, Jimmy, I uh, got you on approach in the hallway outside the math department. Just yes, there you go. Uh, Ten degrees left. Uh, Johnny is coming out. You might want to avoid him. Uh, heavy uh, three twenty five. You're clear to uh, go back in class. It looks like he had a number one. Number one. Number one. Everyone. Um, wow. I'm uh, so, hoping that approval time is short. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. You, know, you got to go. Well, bureaucracies. You know, next Wednesday <laughs> right. we've approved your hall pass from Six last week. Weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how popular this is, but this is a particular school in Virginia that they're pointing out here in the Washington Post. They introduced the software called e Hall Pass in September as a way to track trips to the bathroom. Who who even brought up that as a need before they started writing the software for it? But um, as a way to track trips to the bathroom, the nurse's office, the principal, or other places on campus, it collects the data for each student's coming and comings and goings, so approved administrators can see past histories and look for patterns. I, I would love to dig deeper into what's motivating this, because in the days of meritocracy. Anybody who wandered the hallway for 20 minutes after getting turned loose from class would suffer academically. I mean, they wouldn't learn as well. They would have lower grades. It would impact their futures, etc. Um, and Teachers that, aren't allowed to give bad grades now, Well, Joe? see, and that's where I was heading. <laughs> is, is this all part and parcel of the socialist thing where there's grade inflation? You're not allowed to discipline anybody. You're not allowed to give them bad grades. And, and so we all must be controlled. Remember, the key component of socialism is control, central planning, right yeah. down to releasing urine from your bladder. I don't apparently. know. If, I don't know if this is the goal, but it's the same impulse to like, control humanity somehow. Hundreds of apps, big and small, are being used at schools across the country to do everything from track homework to modify behavior. Well, they're modifying behavior. They can collect data about intelligence, disciplinary issues, personalities, and schedules, including, as we just saw, hall passes. Boy, there are so many things going on right now where the cure is worse than the disease. But nobody ever asks that question. If I if I raise my hand if I'm working at a school and say, how about we just leave things the same for the whole going to the bathroom? Anybody against that? First of all, it'd be much cheaper. And I can think of other things we could spend money on here at the school if we're going to spend money. Right. Rather than keeping track of Jim's uh, bathroom habits. Um, but would people be against that? Because it's not part of... Too much chaos and violence in the hallways, maybe. Uh, nasty, uh, violent high schools. Yeah. You got afraid of people shooting or something. Is this a, a got to trim jobs and budgets somewhere, but uh, heaven forbid the middle manager paper pushers get, get cut? We got to cut the, the hall monitors, the ones that actually interface with the children on a daily basis. Let's get rid of them. Yeah, I wonder. That's an interesting point, too. I, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by this, this whole deal. It there seems are, odd. There are classroom management tools like Google's G Suite for education that tracks schoolwork and helps teachers, parents, and students communicate via messaging and email. And helps Google sell that data. Google. Evil. I say Google. You say evil. Google. Evil. evil. Google. Evil. There you go. I like the way they always pitch this stuff as helping. One, it helps somebody make a profit. And two, it's always for punitive reasons. It's always for punishing people. You're not helping me. I'm coming up with new ways to punish me. Right. Um, <laughs> Class Dojo, which claims to be in use at 90% of K-8 schools in the United States. Wow, wait a minute. Tackle specific subjects or problems. This app lets teachers communicate with parents and grant students 
virtual points for positive behaviors like teamwork or subtract them for negative actions like being out of their chair. There's a computer program that's keeping track of you being out of your chair? How does that even work? I remember getting a minus for the day once from a, from a, uh, a teacher. Their behavior charts is the neutral, which is fine. Neutral's fine, everybody. Sometimes you get a plus, but by God, you act up, you would get a minus for the day, and it would go on your permanent record. Yeah, so this is just a much more sophisticated system of that. I guess. My fourth grader's got a color system, and he, he's a rule follower like me, so he's always blue or green, which is your highest levels, always, mm. so far this year, and I don't expect anything different out of him. Send him um, to my tutelage. I'll make a revel out of him. <laughs> That's just It's just interesting. It's interesting, in the, and well, one, these things seem to happen without much discussion. Uh, whether or not it's a good idea, they just occur. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden in your kid's classroom, I guess, and then everybody just thinks, oh, yeah, uh, monitoring m- monitoring and approval of going to the bathroom, uh, some sort of centralized power is obviously a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It occurred to me the other day what's behind so much of the absolutely idiotic and frequently dangerous ideas that take hold in education. From the universities and grad schools on down to your local uh, uh, principal, executing what's always worked, there's no glory in it. There's no distinction in it. Nobody will heap praises upon you. It's all about innovating the new thing, the new program, the new technique, even when something's working perfectly well and has for, for instance, centuries. And so they just change for change's sake for their own egos. i got to go to the bathroom right now. i better put in an application. Armstrong and Getty.